Transition by Panta Kalhor, Episode 8. Let's be together in transition. Welcome to COVID-19 Fertility Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Panta Kalhor. From hormone horrors to happy hormones with Dr. Deborah Matthew, medical doctor, best-selling author, international speaker. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Hormones are chemical messengers that are directly secreted into blood and travel to different organs and tissues to exert their functions. Any imbalance in our body may come from hormone imbalance, even fertility issues. But the most important thing is, even those hormones which are not directly part of reproductive hormones may interrupt your reproductive functions. Here we have Dr. Deborah Mathieu, the happy hormone doctor, who is the bestseller author and international speaker, wife and mom of four boys. She is a frequent guest expert on podcasts, shows, radios, and TV news with more than 60 appearances on NBC, ABC, CBC, and Fox. Dr. Deborah suffered for years with fatigue and her quest to restore her own health led her to change everything in her practice. Now, instead of treating disease only with drugs, she helps resolve the root cause of your health issues to get the hormones back to normal. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you. Thanks. It's great to be here. Okay, talking about the hormone, I know uh, many women have lots of complaints about their hormone imbalances, especially when they are struggling with infertility issues. How does it happen and how can we avoid it? I mean, regulate it. Yeah, you know, there are so many things in our modern lives that throws our hormones out of whack. And some of those things are things that we can control that are in our power. Some of those are things that we're not quite as aware of. But learning more about how our hormones work and learning more about the things that you can do for yourself to have better hormone balance will make us feel better now and also can be really important to help with fertility and having a healthy pregnancy. So one of the things that is really, really important for hormone balance is nutrition. Because when we eat a processed food diet, when we're eating a lot of sugar in our diet, when we're not eating the healthy foods, like all the fruits and vegetables that our body needs, we don't make the right balance of hormones. And the sugar causes more inflammation. Inflammation just throws your hormones right out of whack. And so one of the things that you can do in order to start getting your hormones back into balance is really to make sure that you're eating a healthy diet and lots of fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, avoiding the sugar and the processed foods really is important for healthy balanced hormones. Good. Do you have any tips for this nutrition? Because I've heard about this sugar stuff. I know it's not good for your body. But do you have some specific suggestion, especially for women struggling with fertility issues? Yes. So 
when women are struggling with fertility issues, there can be a number of different hormones that are out of balance. And so we target things a little bit differently depending on which hormone is the problem. But for all of them, um, when you have more sugar in your diet, sugar causes changes in insulin, which is the hormone that's supposed to regulate your blood sugar level. So when you're eating sugary foods or processed starchy foods, you know, all the bread, the pasta, all that white stuff that you know we're not really supposed to be eating, that causes spikes in insulin. And when the insulin spikes, that affects your other hormones. And it can cause more PMS symptoms, it can cause problems with cortisol, which is an important stress hormone. Um, and those things can interfere with ovulation and fertility. So when you can cut those out of your diet, it makes a big difference. And what we want to replace the sugary stuff with is fruits and vegetables. So especially like green vegetables, um, the green leafy vegetables and cruciferous vegetables, things like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale. These are really, really helpful for balancing women's hormones. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's really helpful is making sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet. So one of my favorite things to recommend is ground flax seeds. So oh, I love it. Yeah, flax seeds are little teeny things, but if you eat the whole seed, it just goes right through you and out the other end. So it needs to be ground, and then it ends up like flour, right? So you're not going to really eat a tablespoon of ground flax seed, so you got to mix it into stuff. So you can sprinkle it on your salad or sprinkle it over stir-fried vegetables or mix it in a smoothie. Um, there's different ways that you can get that ground flax seed in, but two tablespoons of ground flax seed can be really helpful. And it doesn't have to be flax seed. There's chia seeds and hemp seeds. There's other things that are giving your body healthy fats and lots of fiber that can help with the hormone balance. I always add hemp seed in my salad. Yes, good. I've heard it, it, it has lots of protein in it. Yes. Yeah. It's a good source of protein and fiber and healthy fats. Triple whammy. So how um, you said normal is not good enough. What do you mean? So you feel normal and then you feel that you can get pregnant, but there are still lots of blockers there. That's right. So when we think about this whole miracle of you know, fertility and, and starting a new life, it, it really is very miraculous, but our hormones play such an important role in this process. And several different hormones are important here. So one of those is thyroid, another one is progesterone, a third one is cortisol, and a fourth one is testosterone. So um, if we can maybe kind of just briefly talk about some of these, because for thyroid, when your thyroid is not functioning properly, if it's a little too high or a little too low, both of those things can interfere with regular ovulation. And you can have irregular periods so that they don't come very often. You can have heavy periods. Um, you can have more PMS symptoms. And when doctors check for thyroid, what we're trained to do in medical school is we just check to make sure that this one screening test called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, it just needs to be somewhere in the normal range. And the problem is that the normal range for this TSH test is quite broad. And different labs have different opinions about what is considered normal, but they're not really looking for what is optimal. And so you can technically be in the normal range, but just barely in the normal range so that things aren't working as well. And you may not be having regular periods, you may not be ovulating regularly, but they'll still tell you that you're normal. And this was my personal experience. I was on birth control pills for many years because I wasn't having regular periods. 
So they just stuck me on birth control pills. And when I was ready to have a baby, I went off birth control pills. I had it all planned exactly when I wanted to get started trying for a family. And I went off the birth control pills and nothing. I never had a period. And I'm not sure why I would have expected that suddenly I would have a period now when it had been a problem way back in the day, but I didn't have a period. And eventually they tested my thyroid and found out that my thyroid was low. So I went on to have four kids. I mean, it really makes all the difference in the world, but I didn't feel good for a long time, even though I was on the standard thyroid hormone, because even though I was technically in the normal range, I was not optimal. So it's important if you're struggling, if you're not having periods, if you're not getting pregnant, you really need your thyroid to be in the optimal range. And for a healthy pregnancy, you really need thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone is really, really important for a developing baby's brain. Mm -hmm. So that's one that's important is thyroid. Another one that's really important is cortisol. And cortisol is the stress hormone. It goes up to help you cope with stress. And when we say stress, we mean you're busy, you're worried. You know, we, we all know about those emotional stresses, right? Maybe you're having some marital stress or maybe your boss is a jerk or, you know, we all have stress in our life. But also we count physiologic stress, things going on inside your body. It could be a hormone imbalance or a nutritional deficiency. It could be that you're not sleeping at night, um, allergies or urinary tract infections. Sometimes it's things you don't even know about, like toxins that are in the environment that are a stress on your system. And so cortisol will go up to help you cope with stress. And in the short term, that's good, but it's not good if the stress is day in and day out because then cortisol stays chronically elevated. And cortisol is a regulating hormone. So it regulates all of your other hormones. And when your cortisol is high, when your body is reacting to chronic stress, in your body's infinite wisdom, it somehow seems to know that this is not the time to procreate. This is, there's a famine, there's a war, something bad is happening. And so it can often turn down ovulation. And so chronic stress is a really important factor for fertility in women. And when you go to your doctor, your doctor may well be able to say, yes, you know, you need to reduce your stress, which of course is really easy to say and really hard to exactly. do, isn't it? But what they don't really have is they don't really have good tests to measure how stress is impacting your body. Because the only tests that are typically done for cortisol are tests that are looking for serious diseases, tumors, or there's an autoimmune disease where your adrenal glands can't work anymore and they can't make cortisol. And those are rare things. You probably don't have those. You would be really, really sick. But if the problem is just that you've got chronic stress in your life, and your cortisol is not really doing what it needs to do, it's going to look normal in their tests. So you're going to be told that it's normal, but really there is a problem there that could be fixed and the regular tests won't know. So your gynecologist, your fertility specialist isn't really going to be able to do those kinds of tests for you. What you really need is somebody who is a functional medicine practitioner who looks at things a little bit differently. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about that later. But the third one that I really want to talk about is progesterone. And mm -hmm. progesterone is the hormone that is progestational. It helps to support a pregnancy. And in the first trimester, it's super important for supporting that pregnancy. Once you get past the first trimester, the placenta is going to make tons of progesterone. 
but your the mom's progesterone is really is really important early on. So for women who can get pregnant but they have first trimester miscarriages, early miscarriages, especially if it's happened multiple times, a lot of times the problem is that they're not able to make enough progesterone to sustain a pregnancy. Now this is one that your gynecologist, the fertility doctors may check and they do use progesterone in order to help. So this is one that if this is the case for you, they can help you with this one, but sometimes they don't, um, I, I don't see that they always think of it right away. And so if you have had an early miscarriage and especially if you've had more than one, I definitely would speak up and ask about progesterone because this is something that they use typically. And then the the next hormone is testosterone, which we think of as the male hormone, but we have testosterone too. And it's a good thing unless it's too much. So there are some women who have a condition called PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, really common. One in 10 women has this PCOS. And what happens is your body produces too much testosterone and that shuts down ovulation. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes women who have this have irregular periods. They often, either they miss their period, you know, don't get periods at all, or they just bleed like all the time, you know, it goes on and on. Um, they can also struggle with acne, with oily skin and hair, with hair growing in the places where you don't want it, you know, like here, and even hair thinning on their scalp. And oftentimes women also, this goes along with insulin resistance or prediabetes, which promotes weight gain. So if you are somebody who really struggles with your weight and you have very irregular periods, this is something that your regular doctor, your gynecologist can check for, but you might have to go in and ask for it. But not everybody who has this has all of these classic symptoms. And if you have all of these symptoms, it's easier for your doctor to figure it out. But if you don't have these symptoms, if you're not overweight, if you don't have acne, um, then if all you have is just an irregular period or missed periods or heavy periods, it often gets overlooked. But this is one of the most common causes of infertility in women. And really, sadly, what I see happen is it, it starts right from the time you go through puberty. So right from the get-go, you don't really have regular periods. And so as a teenager, often women are put on birth control pills to regulate their period. And then sometimes they'll probably stop birth control just to see, you know, if they, you know, what would happen. And then their period doesn't come. So they go back on birth control to regulate their period. And then now they're 28 or 32 or however, and now they really want to start a family. And like me, they stop the birth control pills ready to start their family only to find that this problem is still there. And now we're so much later in the game to try to correct things. So the only real treatments that medical doctors have for PCOS is birth control pills, but that's not gonna help if you're trying to get pregnant. And so this is where sometimes fertility specialists really are needed to help promote ovulation. And functional medicine practitioners have all kinds of things that we can do to try to help get your hormones back into balance so that you don't need the fertility specialist. But it's important to understand what's going on with your hormones so that you know what kind of help you need. You actually pointed to a very interesting thing about the diabetic, pre-diabetic. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of women don't have diabetes um, while 
in the, are in a normal mode before pregnancy, but they have it when they are pregnant. How does it happen? Like, yeah. So when women are pregnant, a lot of things change about their bodies and their metabolism. And so one of the things that changes is that their body doesn't use insulin as well as it did before they got pregnant. And when their body can't use insulin very well, then they can't regulate their blood sugar properly and it goes up. And we call that gestational diabetes. And then once the baby is born and the mom's you know, metabolism goes back to normal again, then that goes away. So sometimes it's just a mild thing. Sometimes it can be a problem and moms have to have medication in order to make sure the baby is healthy because when moms have this problem, this gestational diabetes, then it affects the baby. And oftentimes what happens is the baby is born really big and then you got a really big baby, which can cause you know, complications with delivery if the baby's, you know has a hard time coming out because it's too big. But the other thing to know is that if, if you are somebody who has had just gestational diabetes, it means that you are at greater risk someday in the future of possibly actually developing diabetes. So it's not a guarantee that that will happen, but it just means you need to be aware and, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself to try to prevent that. That's so interesting. So um, do you have any suggestion for women uh, to get pregnant easier? Because what you said are not uh, too many options they have in blood tests and they need to go and refer to another doctor who gives right. them this specific blood test. Yeah. So the first step of, you know, would be just try to get your hormones in better balance for yourself. And so that would be with healthy nutrition. So not the processed foods, not the sugary, starchy carbohydrates, but the whole foods that in the form they're found in nature, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, lean proteins, healthy fats like olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, nuts. The second part would be regular physical activity because when you're moving your body, that's very helpful to get your hormones back into balance. Um, another one would be managing stress in a healthy way. And we're all gonna have stress, stress is never gonna go away, but we need to have ways that we can um, balance. We need to have ways to combat that stress in order to lessen the negative effects that it's going to have on our body and our hormones. So some of the really good things that you can do is take that walk, be outside in nature. That's a really good stress reliever exercise, but also breathing exercises where you just do deep, slow belly breathing is very important for calming your system and resetting your hormones. It's easy. It's free. Um, meditation is another good one, but that's a little bit harder. And I, I sometimes find people say that, you know, I tried meditating, but it was too hard or it's not for me. And so my tip here is on your phone, you can download apps. So there's one called Calm, like Calm Your Body. There's another one called Breathe or Insight Timer. There's all these different apps that have little guided meditations and breathing exercises. So they're a really good way to get started because you just got to start small. If you think that you need to start by sitting down and meditating for 20 minutes, that's kind of like getting up off the couch and going to run for 10 miles if you've never gone for a jog before. It's never going to happen. So start small, make it a routine habit. But if you can do a little bit of something every day to help reduce stress, walking, breathing, meditating, uh, massage, yoga, those kinds of things are really important. And just as an example, 
there's a study that looked at women's uh, cortisol levels mm -hmm. and you know measured their cortisol. Then the women were all sent to the spa for a week and they had their massages and their spa treatments. And at the end of the week, they measured their cortisol levels again. What a great treatment. And no, wouldn't it be great if insurance would cover a week at the spa or a week at the beach yeah. or something like that? But it's just to show that this really does work and there's a lot that we can do. Even if you can't change the stress in your life, even if you, you know, you've got things that are challenging, it's more about how you allow the stress to affect you. That's more important than how much stress there is. All right. Uh, I try to see if I have any other question about this fertility because uh, hormone balance is the one major issue that everybody is struggling even if i'm not going to plan for pregnancy anymore but still i have to check up my hormones all the time yeah so can i actually talk to doctor and ask him for cortisol hormone to check or here's the really challenging thing is if you go to your primary care doctor or your gynecologist or whoever you're going to see I am sure that they're super nice and they really want to help you, but these are not things that we were trained in medical school. So if you want your estrogen and progesterone level tested, the tricky thing is they change over the month, right? We've got these menstrual cycles. Our hormone levels are going up and down. So if you're in the office on a Tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon, depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle, we're going to get a totally different number. And so typically what they do is they just say, no, we don't measure that. Now your blood sugar, goes up and down depending on when you've eaten, and we still measure your blood sugar level. So we can measure these hormones, it just has to be planned at the right time in your cycle, and it's just not typically done in the doctor's office. And the cortisol in particular, they only know about the tests that measure the severe diseases. There are tests we can do in saliva testing or urine testing um, that give us a better understanding of how your cortisol functions over the day. And we do multiple times over the same 24-hour period to look at the pattern of how cortisol changes over the day because there's a circadian rhythm. But your regular doctor is not going to do that for you. Your regular doctor will measure a TSH, but there are a number of other thyroid hormones that are also really important that don't typically get done. So where you start is try to get healthier lifestyle habits for yourself. It's okay to start by going to see your regular doctor or your gynecologist and opening this conversation. Some doctors are much more forward thinking and more helpful. Other doctors really don't want to have the conversation. They're not interested in, in, you know, you'll be able to tell, but if what you're doing is not working and you, you really feel like you may have some hormone issues and you want more help, then the type of person that you're looking for is a functional medicine practitioner. There are doctors, MDs, who practice functional medicine. And there are also other kinds of health practitioners, nutritionists and chiropractors and other people who have become trained in functional medicine that can also help. Um, but that's the kind of person who can do this type of um, hormone evaluation that we're talking about. Okay. And, you know, one thing to maybe help people too is if you're, if you're not really sure if you have a hormone problem, like how do you know for sure if that's even your problem? And so I've written a book to try to help women sort that exactly. out. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. The, so the book is called, This is Not Normal, A Busy Woman's Guide to Symptoms of Hormone Imbalance. 
and it's available on Amazon, but you can also get a free copy of the ebook at isityourhormones.com. And the book has all kinds of checklists. You know, you can do quizzes to see, could you have too much testosterone? Is it a thyroid problem? What's going on with your cortisol? So at least you'll have a better understanding of, yeah, it really seems like your hormones are out of whack, or maybe that's not it, maybe it's something else. Can you send me the link then I can send sure. it to my audience? Yes. Thank you so much, Deborah. I really enjoy your talk. And I really learned so much because I never thought about different kind of hormones. I, the problem is in fertility, everybody just focus on fertility hormones. Right. They never talk about like cortisol or other right. stuff that's related to fertility. Right. Yeah. Do you but have, yeah, go ahead. Do you have anything to add? You know, I guess the one thing that I would say is, like my main message is it is not normal to have hormone imbalances. And so if you are tired all the time, you're not sleeping, you're anxious or depressed or irritable, you know, snapping at your, you know, husband, or um, if you're bloated and you can't lose weight, like if you just don't feel good, you do not have to put up with feeling that way. It is not normal. It's not a character flaw or a personality defect. Hormones affect how we feel on the inside, how we relate to other people, how we react to the world around us. They kind of make us who we are. And if yours are out of balance, then we kind of sometimes just don't feel like ourselves. And you don't have to put up with it. You deserve to love the way that you feel. And you can't rely on your medical doctor to fix you. You need to take responsibility for your own wellness. And you need to do the work with eating better and, you know, managing your stress. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes you need help, but it's so important because there's no prescription drug that's going to ever fix this. Really living well is the best medicine. Exactly. You know, in my upcoming book, I always talk about it as well because I'm, I'm saying no matter which treatment you're taking, if your body and your mind are not in balance, it's not going to work for you. Absolutely. I agree. Talking, uh, you're talking in, in uh, you're a doctor talking about this. I'm not a specialist, but in my personal experience, I really learned so much about myself. And this is like, best specialist cannot help you if you don't help yourself. Yes. That's it. And fertility is hard too, because if you get, if you start to have problems with fertility, that causes so much stress, anxiety, et cetera, which kind of puts you in a tailspin. So it's important to look after yourself. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Bye. Bye.